couple of verses out of the Passion Translation, because these, uh, these just kind of, they blended. And um, the word of the Lord that came through Joanne, because you made room for me, period. But the title of my message is, It's Your Father's Good Pleasure. Because you made room for me. It's his good pleasure. And the words that you gave, you just preached my message. So I love this because it's confirmation that I did the, I heard right. Because you want to know that you heard right, right? It's kind of good to know that. So Proverbs 3, 9, in the Passion Translation, it says, in verse 9, glorify God with all of your wealth, honoring him with your very best, with every increase that comes to you. In verse 10, then every dimension of your life will overflow. Say overflow. Overflow. With blessings from an uncontainable source of inner joy. Psalms 41, verses 1 to 3 in the Passion, it says, God always blesses those who are kind to the poor and the helpless. Sounds like us. We're kind. We're the first, they're the first ones God helps when they find themselves in any trouble. The Lord will preserve and protect them. They'll be honored and esteemed while their enemies are defeated. Isn't that good? When they are sick, God will restore them. It didn't say he might. It says he will. He will restore them. Lying upon their bed of suffering, he will raise them up again and restore them back to health. Last set, Philippians 4.19. It says, I am convinced that my God will fully satisfy every need that you have. For I have seen the abundant riches of glory revealed to me through the anointed one, Jesus Christ. And verse 23, may every one of you overflow with grace and favor of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every single one of you overflow today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So yes, it's your father's good pleasure. We're going to start in Luke. Luke, I'm your father. Luke chapter 12, please. Verse 31. Shout when you're there. Woo! Still working on it? <laughs> All right. Luke 12, 31. Crickets. And the crowd went mild. Thanks, Brother James. Somebody. Wow. I'm not chasing a hug either. <laughs> Y'all go scream for yourselves. I can scream my own. Okay. So uh, Luke 12, 31. It says, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God and all of these things shall be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Absolutely everything that's, that, that it covers everything. It's a beautiful thing. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, please. King James. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul. Talking about Paul, the other one. Called to be apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes, our brother, unto the church of God, which is in Corinth, to them that are sanctified. And the Webster says, sanctified is made holy, consecrated, set apart in Christ Jesus. Sounds like us. Called to be saints with all that in every place. Call upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours, Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. The message in verse 3, it says, May all the gifts and benefits that come from God our Father and the Master Jesus Christ be yours today. 
I need to read that one again. It's good, isn't it? May all of the gifts and benefits that come from God our Father and the Master Jesus Christ be yours. And he did not stutter. The Living Bible says in verse 3, May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you all of his blessings and great peace of heart and mind. Great peace of heart and mind. In the Passion, in the 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, it says, from Paul, divinely appointed, according to the plan of God, to be an apostle of the anointed one, Jesus. Our fellow ben- believer, Sosthenes, joins me in writing you this letter addressed to the community of God throughout the city of Corinth. This is the part I like. For you have been made pure. He did it. You have been made pure, set apart in the anointed one, Jesus, and God has invited you. There's an invitation. He invited you. He said, you want to come up and party with me? You want to hang with me? Here's an invitation. Will you take it? He said, invited you to be his devoted and holy people, and not only you, but everyone everywhere who calls on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and ours also. Uh huh. Verse three, may joyous grace and endless peace be yours continually, continually, ah, all the time, progressively. Got to like it. Be yours continually from our Father God and from our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. That's why when you read in, in Romans uh, 10, 9 and 10, it, it just kind of makes sense. Let's go there. And Romans 10, verse 9, it says that if you shall confess with your mouth, we do that, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with your heart, man believes into righteousness, and with your mouth, confession is made. Confession is made with your mouth. You got to say something, right? For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew or, and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich. He's rich. Unto all that call upon him, for whosoever, and that would include us, shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's no gray area in there. If you call, you're going to get it. New Living Translation in verse 10, it says, it is by believing in your heart that you're made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you're saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him, trusts in him, trusts in him. That's that's the whole, that's that's a gospel. Do you trust in him? Do you trust him to, to, you know, if you tithe, do you believe he's going to meet your needs? If you sow, do you believe he's going to do it? If he said you're healed, are you going to believe that? If he said you're set free, are you going to believe it? Or are you going to doubt it? That's what the whole, this is, this is the Bible. We trust God. We believe God. Period. Amen. It says, as the scripture, verse 11, as the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. That's new living. Never be disgraced. So you're not going to be ashamed. You're not going to be disgraced. Pastor Gary's getting a new run of his books now, Grace or Disgrace. If you want some, come get some. Put an order in. Call the office. Come get some. Amen. Romans 10.10 in the Passion Translation, it says, The heart that believes in him receives the gift 
of the righteousness of God, and then the mouth gives thanks to salvation. I like that. If you, if you believe you received the gift, but your mouth will give thanks to your salvation. Thank you, Lord, I'm saved. Thank you, Lord, I'm delivered. Thank you, Lord, I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, my family's back together. Woo! Thank you, Lord, my needs are met. Thank you, Lord, I've got good friends and good family, good people. Thank you, Lord, we got one of the best churches in the city. What are you doing? Come on now. We resemble that remark. <laughs> I guess we do. And it says, and the mouth gives thanks to salvation. The scripture encourages us with these words. Everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. Not ashamed, not disgraced, not disappointed. Man, kind of like that. Why? Because it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's like, woohoo, listen to him. It's his good pleasure. He's not going to, he's not there to, to well, it's like, well, what happened to Job? Yeah, well, what happened to Job? He, he turned out pretty good. Let's go to Luke chapter 12, verse 22. Amplified. Yeah. Woo! Amplified because it's uh, loud. Luke 22, 12, 22 in the Amplified, please. And it says, and Jesus said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious and troubled with the cares about your life. Forget about it. As to what you will have to eat or about your body as to what you'll have to wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Verse 24, observe and consider the ravens for they neither sow nor reap. They neither have store, uh, they, they have neither storehouse or barn and yet God feeds them. Of how much more worth are you than the birds? Verse 25. And which of you, by being overly anxious and troubled with cares, can add a cubit to his stature or a moment or a unit of time to his age and, and length of his life? Nobody. If then you are not able to do such a little thing, he calls it a little thing. My goodness. <laughs> he calls it a little thing as that. Why are you anxious and troubled with the cares about the rest? Don't worry about it. In verse 25 in uh, Luke 12, in the Passion, it says, Does worry add anything to your life? Can it add one more year or even one day? So if worry adds nothing but actually subtracts from your life, it will subtract from your life. Oh, yeah. And end it quite quickly. Why would you worry about God's care of you? He's got you. In his grip. Who is, somebody used to sign that all the time. In his grip. Is that Ralphie? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Smith. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Verse 27, uh, Luke 12, still in the Amplified. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither wearily toil, nor spin, nor weave. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory, his splendor and magnificence was not arraigned like one of those. And, you know, you think about it. They had a side note with this one, with uh, talking about the uh, uh, Queen of Sheba, because she saw all the wealth and all the stuff that, that Solomon had, and she just fell out. She fell out. She fell out. <laughs> and he said, hey, you know what? Even Solomon in all of his glory that caused somebody like a queen to fall out, 
was not even arrayed, arrayed like one of these. But if God so closes the grass in the field, which is alive today, tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, how much more, how much more will he clothe you, O people of little faith? And you do not seek by meditating and reasoning to inquire into what you're to eat, what you're to drink, or be anxious, troubled in your mind, or unsettled, excited, worried, and in suspense. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. <laughs> For the, all the pagan world is greedily seeking these things, and your father knows that you need them. He's not taken by surprise. He knows. Only aim at, strive for, and seek his kingdom. For all of these things shall be supplied to you also. I like that. Shall be supplied to you also. Also. <laughs> Come on now. Do not be seized with alarm or struck with fear, little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The kingdom. It's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wants to. He's not holding nothing back. God does not hold nothing back. And the message just says in verse 29 in, in Luke 12, what I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. <laughs> Come on. Would you chill out? Just chill out. Chillax. Don't be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. Uh-huh. Yeah. Come on, give, and you, she'll be given back to you. you all, everybody heard the story about my mother. It's all over TikTok. She's got over 1.5 million views on that. Come on. Yeah. He said he'll make you famous. And all she did was give out money. And the thing was, because she worked. She did her job, and she was noticed by, by these people, her doing her job. She's a greeter at Walmart. And these people came up to her and said, we've been watching you, how you act, and you, you hug everybody. Said, the woman's a hugger. Plus, she's a greeter at her church, so that's what they do, right? And um, <laughs> they said, we've been watching you. And uh, then they did that thing, get it, open up the, the envelope. There's like $1,000, and they said, here, give it away. You can't outgive God. She gave that to those people. And the, the one that got me was the lady that wanted to give it back, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, turn your receiver on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but after she gave that money away, they gave her a thousand dollars. Come on, you cannot. Uh, when you give, it's given back to you. <laughs> Man shall give it to your bosom. That that guy, those people gave her that money. So two thousand dollars passed through her hands, right? Right in time for my birthday, praise the Lord. <laughs> I guess I did tell her. <laughs> I said, you know what's coming up. <laughs> yes, I did. So, uh, that's the benefits of, the, well, you know what? That's the benefits of the firstborn. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> Not yet. No, no, she'll, she'll get my pound of flesh when I come up there in a month. <laughs> I'll be driving Miss Daisy all over the place. Yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. So, verse 30, people who don't know God and the way that he works fuss over these things, but you know and both God and how he works. So you steep yourself in God reality, God initiative, God provisions, and you find your everyday human concerns will be met. He's got you. He's got us. <laughs> Fear not, little flock. It's your father's good 
Yeah. Come on. Little flock. Little. Two or three gathered. Here he is. Man, that's good. In Luke 12, 32, in the New Living, it says, don't be afraid, little flock. It gives your father great happiness. It gives him great happiness. Right? Good pleasure, great happiness. The message is, is, don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends. The father wants to give you the very kingdom himself. He himself will give it to you himself, to yourself and myself. Come on now. Um, so what is the kingdom of God? Well, John 3, verse 1, King James. Because he says, okay, he wants to give you the kingdom. So what is it? You're jumping ahead. <laughs> we got to build to that, though. In John 3, verse 1 to 3, in the King James, it says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, ruler of the Jews. The same came <clears throat> to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. Jesus answered and said, Verily or verily. If he's going to say something twice, come on. He's, gonna, he's trying to get something to you and through you. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So it's something that can be seen. But you can't see it unless you're born again. And amplified in verse 3, it says, Jesus answered and said, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, unless a person is born again, new from above, he can never see, know, or be acquainted with and experience the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is an experience. It's something that we need to experience personal. It needs to affect you and infect you and me right? The passion in verse 3, it says, Jesus answered, Nicodemus, listen to this eternal truth. Before a person can perceive God's kingdom realm, they must first experience a rebirth. I like that. You need to experience the rebirth. Just don't get born again and just say, well, wow, that was cool. No, no, you need to take the full experience, all of it, all of it. Remember when you first got born again? The grass was greener, the birds were just Oh, they didn't even aggravate you, right? It was just life was life was grand, even if it didn't look good. And you because know, you know we got born again, and and things weren't <laughs> things were peachy for us, but we had hope. So being born again gives you that inner hope where it's like you know what I am going. We are going to get through this thing, and we're going to come out on top. And here we are, and we did. He did. So to be born again, Galatians 6.15, King James, please. It says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. You got to be born again, something uh, born anew, you could say. Uh, the Amplified, it says, for neither is circumcision now of any importance nor uncircumcision, but only a new creation, the result of a new birth and a new nature in Christ Jesus, the Messiah. A new birth and a new nature comes with the kingdom of God, right? New birth, new nature, new you. Mm-hmm. That's why in 2 Corinthians 5.17, we all know that. Any person be in Christ, they are what? Well, how'd you get there? Born again. You, your new you qualifies you for this verse. If any man be in Christ, why? Because you're new now. 
It says, you're a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, I like to amplify it. If any person is engrafted into Christ, the Messiah, engrafted. He is a new creature, creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and the new has come. You become fresh and you have become new. The old still you has passed away. Isn't that good to know? Man, sometimes it's good to go over these things and realize what you got and, and, and remember what you got and who you have and who's got you, especially when things aren't looking too good and things are looking kind of, and just remember, remember. Living Bible says when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. A new life has begun. You're not the same Come on now, you know, before I got saved, I want to smoke dope and drink beer and do go crazy. After I got saved, I didn't want that. My want to changed. I could have, but I just didn't want to. It's wild. And the passion. It says anyone is enfolded and enfolded into Christ has become uh, entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. So I had to look up enfolded. It means to wrap up, to envelop, to enfold someone in a cloak. You've been cloaked. To cover by enclosing, to surround. And then I was looking up um, those that are bakers. Shelly, you would know this. When you fold stuff and, and you fold a, uh, a meringue into a, um, into a batter to make, um, what's that stuff called? A mousse base. It's enfolded in. And you fold, enfold it, enfold it, and it's a blending so that it, it just becomes one. Yeah. And, and, yes. And one complete batch where there's nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing wanted, nothing needed. Just goodness. <laughs> I like that. It was good, man. Come on. It was like Q. <laughs> uh, so folding is the mixing of two ingredients of two different densities. Such as folding beaten eggs into a cake batter, whipped cream or into a mouse pit. So there's, because here's God, here's us being enfolded, blended together into one, into a new creation, because something has never been made before. What are we? All God and all man. Woo-hoo. So the kingdom of God, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, it says the kingdom of God is not in word, but it's in power. So there's got to be some power backing us up. Things got to be cooking. Things got to be moving. You just can't be a Christian and just say, well, I got no power. <laughs> then what are you? Normal. <laughs> yeah, you just... <laughs> in 1 Corinthians 4.20, in New Living, it says, the kingdom of God is, is just not a lot of talk. See, there's a lot of people that want to give you a lot of talk about who they are, <laughs> but it's... <laughs> talk is not going to do it. It's by living by God's power that gets it done. It gets the job done. Because you could talk about, um, you know, I could talk to you about my lemon pie. How I've got this dish that's about that big and it's about that round. It holds four lemon pies in one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, when Shirley was pregnant with Crystalline or with Candace, when she was pregnant with Candace, she ate one of those things um, every four days. I was making them every four days. Right? And, and, but, and Candace does not like lemon. I'm thinking, girl, you should have lemon go through your veins. 
right? <laughs> so I could tell you about this, or I could bring you a slice, right? Right? It's not. It's not about. It's not. Yeah. It's not a. Yeah. Give me the slice. Wow. You want to talk? Okay. <laughs> Give me the pastella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not just a lot of talk. It's by power and pie. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the message, it says, God's way is not a matter of mere talk, but it's an empowered life. And we are empowered by the Holy Ghost. We have him on the inside, waiting to bust out, right? Laying hands on the sick everywhere you go. Yeah, and even, even if you don't lay hands, just be, in a, just be around them. Nuzzle up. Come on now. Yeah. It says if you get within, a, within the shadow sphere, right? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't touch anybody. He just walked by. Hmm. You want some? <laughs> he was. And he carried it well. So are we. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Step out. Step out. John 17, verse 20, please, King James Version. John 17, 20. Jesus speaking. He said, Neither pray I these for neither pray I. Neither pray I for these alone. I love this, King James. But for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me, I'm in you, that they also may be one. See, there's a oneness. Here's, a, here's that enfolding again, right? One in us that the world may believe. So we're supposed to be empowered so the world can see something. Not the world can hear something. The people are popping off all kinds of crazy stuff all every day. But what are they seeing? They're not seeing, like, you know, we need to show them something. We don't need to be telling them, well, I don't believe in masks. Blah, 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 blah. No, no, let's, let's lay hands on the sick, heal them up. You don't need no mask now. Right? Yeah. Love conquers everything. And it says that, uh, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory you gave me, I have given them. Have given them. That's in past tense. Means already done. Which means we are locked and we are loaded for bear. We got it. We got the goods. Right now. Right now. You born again? Well, then you're locked and loaded. Boom, that they may be one, even as we are one. Verse 23, I and them, you and me, that they may be perfect in one, that the world may know. So we're, it's supposed to be worldwide. We are supposed to be worldwide, that the world may know that you sent me and you have loved them as you have loved me. Come on. When you tell people, you know what? God loves you just as much as he loved Jesus. You know, a lot of people can't receive that. I had an aunt on her deathbed. I said, Auntie, you know, God loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. Now, I did so much bad stuff in my, and yeah, she couldn't receive it. Bad. Well, before, well, when she was, when I was talking to her, she didn't. But again, she might have. I believe she did. But it was still, like, it hurts your heart when you, when you hear that, because it's like, oh, man. All right, so let's go to that verse that Maria's getting ready to go to, Romans 4, 17. 14, 17, please. Romans 14, 17. It says, for the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness 
peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that has these things serves Christ, is acceptable to God, and approved of men. So if you, come on, think about this. You've got righteousness, peace, joy going on. You are going to be acceptable to God and approved by men. People are going to see you and say, wow, look at how different you are. Why are you, <laughs> why are you the way you are? Why do I feel good around you? That's why I, <laughs> around the gym, people like me, right? Yeah, but it's, it's just, it's, uh, yeah, I'm like my yeah, I come across it honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and Romans 4 17 in the message, it says, God's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach, for goodness sake. It's what God does with your life as he sets it right. He puts it together and completes it with joy. Now, your task is to single mindedly serve Christ. Do that, and you'll kill two birds with one stone, pleasing God, the God above and proving your worth to the people around you. You should be able to prove your worth to the people around you, the people in your workplace. Your workplace should be blessed because of who you are. Amen. It's true. In the Passion, verse 18. It says, serving the anointed one by walking in these kingdom realities pleases God and earns the respect of others. You're going to earn people's respect. You're not going chasing a hug. No, they're going to respect you for who you are because you walk in a newness of life. You don't walk like the other people do. Uh-huh. Nehemiah 8.10. We know this one. But I don't like the first part. Everybody always, you know, People leave with the, uh, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And it is. But the first part of that sentence, everybody leaves out. He said, go your way. Eat the fat. <laughs> Pork fat rules. Eat it. James T. Burnt ends, man. He says, go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet. Send portions to them for whom nothing is prepared. Uber Eats, home delivery, right? <laughs> well, that's what it is. <laughs> Send portions to them for whom nothing is prepared. That's Uber Eats. Send your <laughs> delivery. It says, for this day is holy to our Lord. Neither be you sorry. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Proverbs 17.22 says, A merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. How many people are in the, in the hospitals with dried bones right now? Right? Why? Because they're just not cheerful. <laughs> New Living says, A broken spirit saps a person's strength. A cheerful heart is good medicine. Living Bible, A cheerful heart does good like medicine, but a broken heart makes one sick. So many people have been dealing with in the hospital, because they're, they're just that verse alone. Broken spirit. Broken spirit. We've all been hurt. And, and when you do, it, it's, not, it's not good. And so you've got, you got to stir up some it takes a It takes some effort to stir up some, some joy when you're, when you're hurt. But we can do it. 
Because the Bible said we could, right? And God places people in your life to stir you up so you don't stay that way. Ah, it's good. So it's like surrounding yourself with four crazy friends. You got to do it. Two more verses. Okay, Romans 15, 13 in the Passion. It says, now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy. Filled to overflowing, uncontainable joy, perfect peace as you trust in him. May the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his superabundance until you radiate with hope. What does that mean? You're going to be walking around glowing. You're like a little glow stick. Right? Just bam. Romans 16, 20. And the God of peace will swiftly pound Satan to a pulp under your feet. Come on now. Pound him to a pulp. <laughs> Love it. And the wonderful favor of our Lord Jesus will surround you. And this is the last one, verse 25. I give all my praises and glory to the one who has more than enough power to make you strong, keep you steadfast through the promises found in the wonderful news that I preach. That is the proclamation of Jesus, the anointed one. Why? For it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Be blessed, you kingdom-minded people, you. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.